Welcome to the School of Travels podcast. I'm your host, Becky Gillespie, and each week I bring you stories of how travel can truly change your life if you take the chance to get out on the road and step out of your comfort zone. My guests also share travel tips and lessons they've learned along the way, which I hope inspires you to let travel be your teacher. Christmas and happy holidays to all of my wonderful School of Travelers listeners out there. I want to thank you for tuning in and being with me for 2019, which was a big year for my podcast. I've put out 19 episodes in 2019, and I'm so excited to be sharing many more with you in 2020. Who knows, maybe even 20. Should I just keep matching the year? (laughs) So 2020 is going to be a big year. I've got some surprises that I can't quite share with you yet, but let's just say that I've definitely had some exciting new interviews recently. Stay tuned and keep making those big travel plans. This week on the podcast, I am so excited to bring you my interview with writer, filmmaker, web designer, and YouTuber, Sergio Sala. My friend Sergio has been on a constant trajectory of growth ever since he taught himself web design and went on an exchange program in college to Italy. After getting his architecture degree and trying to build a design studio with his friends in his native home of Mexico, Sergio decided to fall back on his web design skills and start traveling, first to Playa del Carmen, Mexico, where he found his first co-working space. It was here that he discovered the power of community while traveling on your own around the world. As his nomad life has become bigger, Sergio has attended a number of events and linked himself to many different communities. And so now he's bringing his over six years of experience working from the road to an English-speaking audience. And we're going to talk about that in the podcast. So I'm very excited now to bring you my interview with Sergio. Welcome to episode 28 of the School of Travels podcast, and today I am joined by my friend Sergio Sala. Hello, Sergio. Hey, Becky. Nice that we finally have the chance to be together to have a podcast, so I'm happy to be here. Yes, it's great to spend this time with you in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. Yeah, welcome to my country. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Well, first of all, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I always start saying that I'm from Mexico, from Tabasco. I like the sauce. (laughs) When I spoke there in the Nomad Summit, told everyone that Tabasco sauce is not really from Tabasco. It's just a fun fact of the day. But, uh, well, I'm a digital nomad, a writer, and filmmaker. Do you want me to tell the whole story? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, quickly, I, um, so I, uh, I learned web design when I was 14 years old, like a long, long time ago. And it was just a hobby because then I chose a career, I became an architect, I have an architect degree. And then I traveled first, like I did an exchange student in Italy, and I loved to travel, that's what like the travel bug bit me. How long were you in Italy? The idea was to stay six months, so I stayed one, one year and a half. Oh, wow. So it was, that's why you do those Italian hand gestures. Yeah, yeah. Always, I mean, we cannot see it here. But yeah. I'm doing it all the time. <laughs> anyway, he still does it, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, well, I came back to Mexico. I finished career, and I was gonna be an architect. Like, uh, I partnered up with a friend to do an architect studio in Querétaro. It's a beautiful city in Mexico. But long, long story short, it fell. Came back to Tabasco with my family. I didn't know what to do. So I realized that I was doing web design for like a hobby for a long time, all these years, right? Like for so you continued doing it. Yeah, but just, just small projects, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, when I created also the website of our studio, architect studio, I was like, maybe I can take a design back, you know? So I decided to be a freelance. Uh-huh. And How did you get the, the, the word out that you were a freelancer? Well, 
that was also interesting because I had the niche of architecture, so I just uh, focused on architects and creatives that was like the field. And that was easier to get clients because I have all this network, you know. I think that's a really good tip for people yeah. listening. Yeah. I always say that this is the first tip that I would say you gotta niche down as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Either when you're starting or when you get pro. It's so, so much better because people will actually realize what you do and it will be easier to get hired. But uh, yeah, that helped me a lot. Like, uh, I got like my first clients, um, like some friends that were working in architect and gave me one or two. And that, that was like the, 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 the start. I realized that I just needed a computer to work. I'm like, wow, I can, can work anywhere. All right. right, so there's this day you had that realization. Yeah, like, we were talking about six years ago, like a long time ago, before Digital Loma was mainstream. Right, yeah. And that was funny because like on my travels, the first place that I came was Playa Carmen. And I came to this co-working called Nest. This is the one that we saw when we were here. But they had a different building back then. And when I was working there, like trying to, to, to meet some friends, this, this guy who said, oh, wait, are you a digital nomad? Like, what is that? You know, am I? <laughs> What's and I, this phrase? Yeah, and I realized that I was a digital nomad. And it was also interesting because that's when I also decided like to write about this lifestyle because I felt alone. First of all, because I'm Mexican, you know, like uh, it was harder for us back then. Did you know any other digital nomads, quote unquote, that were Mexican at that yeah, time? Yeah, well, no. I met entrepreneurs, you know, mm-hmm. and it was interesting. Like the first two uh, persons that I met that also were a key point of my life. It was two, like a girl called Andrea Rojas and a guy, Gustavo Vallejo, that we started on the same path of entrepreneur, creating our own blogs, writing about marketing, lifestyle, and all this stuff. But we went different ways because they stayed in Mexico City, but I kept traveling. So that's a good question that you ask me now because, yeah, I was kind of like the only one at the beginning. And I met some friends, mostly entrepreneurs, but less that they were traveling as a digital nomad, no? like that what kind of makes us different. I have to say, like, you know, we've been here at this Nomad Summit in Cancun for, we've all been together for over a week now, and you're the only one from Mexico Is it? that I met this whole, there's, there's been about 150 of us, and still, I felt like you were the only one, and I, There were a few. I mean, some, some say hello to me, like, oh yeah, you're the Mexican guy, and we started talking. But yeah, there's... How does that feel? I mean, <clears throat> I want a lo- I want people from any, any country, every country, to feel like they have this opportunity. They can do this for themselves. Yeah. But like, how do you break out of? If you feel nobody around you is doing what you're doing, it's like. I mean, there is now. Because mm-hmm. I've been writing about these, and I've I've been meeting a lot of people, um, all around the world, also in Mexico. And I, when I did I did a meetup in uh, Mexico City, and there were like twenty five fans and people that are starting to do stuff and it was nice that there is people but yeah here in the summit yeah, just thinking about it, it there was there's not yeah hmm. i feel like this digital i mean i have not talked about this on the podcast but i feel like the digital nomad movement tends to have people from certain countries like yeah. limit a limited number australia the u.s canada Germany, you see a lot of German yeah. digital nomads and i want every person from every country to feel that they can have access to this. Yeah, I want that too. The thing is that in Latin America, um, there's a lot of misconceptions still, you know, about like what the internet, that uh, everything is a scam, that there's a lot of people scared of putting their 
car details on the, on any website. You know. So people from Latin America, they don't trust a lot yeah. of things on the internet. Not still, e not everyone, but there's a lot of misconception that we're still working through. Mm -hmm. And we're talking to a lot of friends. That, yeah, it's it's harder harder to sell things online. Mm -hmm. This is why usually in this like this like it's the states. It's always like five years ahead of of, of us, no? Which is sad and. And because we're like we're we're neighbors, so yeah, we we should have like the same options. But yeah, it's a lot of mentality and the culture and the way they were taught. It's just a funny thing because for me, uh, most of the things that I learned was in English. All the content that I was reading was in English. Yeah, how did you break out of that mentality? I don't know about your family. I don't know if they're they were telling you these things when you were young, like. Hey, you can travel, you can go do whatever you want, Sergio. <laughs> no, I think I just figured out by myself. Mm -hmm. I think the first thing was the Italy uh, trip. That, uh, you said I was going to stay only six months, but I love it so much that I tried to extend it as much as possible. And I will say there was like a Sergio before and after that experience. Are you Sergio 2.0 that I'm talking to now? Maybe 3.0. Oh, okay. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Because 2.0 was the Italy and 3.0 is the digital nomad. Oh. Uh, yeah, lifestyle. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I realized that I wanted to do this. Like, not, not, at the end, few people understood what I was, especially when I started writing the blog. I remember, um, you know, first my mom. So if you're listening, thank you, mom. <laughs> uh, she was the first one who wrote it, right? My dad later. And then, then my friends from college, you know? were like what, what is this guy writing about it's cool it's cool what were you writing about what kind of things do you so, cover yeah it's, it's been changing a lot at the beginning and this is what I, what I said on my talk um, on the Nomad Summit that writing and blogging is cool because like all, all my thoughts were there you know I was just trying to understand what I wanted in life the blog started with the name Se Leyenda which is like be legend I don't know why <laughs> But the idea was to, to, you know, get out of the nine to five and get out of the conventional wisdom. I read this book, The Art of Nonconformity by Chris Gillibull. Oh, I read that too. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. He's been to every country in the world. Yeah, yeah, 196. Yeah. He, he was my favorite. Like, I read Four Hour for a Week and, and then the Chris one, and I prefer Chris one. Chris is very down to earth, yeah. I find. And very humble. I mean, I think, I think both are okay. So teams is more about the possibility the options and Chris more about the mindset so mm -hmm. that man that mindset helped me you know I was like and that's what I was writing on my blog like why, why don't we think differently what should we do uh, try to find our passions it's my first guide that I sold like long time ago I'm not selling it anymore it was like how to find your passion stuff you know because I was also trying to figure out the same thing and I created like a like a small framework of I'm trying to find something, test it, repeat, and like a loop till you find whatever you, you want to do. People like like that small ebook that I saw. Uh, but it started changing, and it changed completely when I first met this guy, you know, who told me that I was a digital nomad, and I searched more about it. And yeah, in fact, I was, and then I changed the whole topic of the blog. I rebranded it and put it on my name, so it was like now Sergio Sala and more focused like me as a brand as a person trying to figure out like this lifestyle the challenges the good and the bad and 
also the talk that I gave, I talk about trust marketing, you know, is I believe that if you want to create an audience, uh, you got to show them everything. And trust marketing means that if you post content that shares everything that you know, and the vulnerabilities, people will trust you and then they will buy anything from you if it's something that, that will help them and and they know that you're doing it like with your with your heart, you know? Yeah. So that's what I've been doing. Like I've been writing a lot of interesting content, like the pros and cons of being a digital nomad. One of my favorites was like nobody cares about your travels. <laughs> saying saying, you know, that usually everyone who wants to be a digital nomad they think as a travel blogger, which is way different, and we shouldn't. Uh, it's not the only way. That's what I'm saying. Right. It's yeah. not just about the sites and the you yeah, know, yeah, it's the not. food at, at each place. It's about how you're feeling, like how it's changing you. Because everyone wants like free, free things, you know. And when when you see these bloggers that have free rooms or free trips, like oh, I want to do the same. But it's not about that. Digital nomad. It's about just having the option to be anywhere, whenever you want. You know, this is difference of being paid to travel and living as a digital nomad. That's that's what I'm that's what I said in this article and a lot of people love that one. Nice. I want I do want to say like I think this podcast I try to show that even though maybe nobody wants to hear about your trips all the time back home, that yeah. the travel that you take and that you do, it does change you in so many ways yeah. and it opens your eyes. So um, you were in Playa del Carmen and you were told, Hey, are you a digital nomad? Um, and then you said that changed your mindset and you started wh where did you go from there after being based first in Mexico where was mm. the first place you where did I went travel? after that yeah. um, when you left your home country <laughs> I think one of the first one was Peru okay in Lima yeah and I was part of uh, this is this organization called ISEC there's it's, it's a cool cool organization mostly students and I was participating in a social project so I was also studying, so I didn't have like enough incomes. I needed something easy to, to do. And this thing, for example, they give you a place to stay and they give you food and they take care of you while you do a social project. Mm -hmm. So I accepted it and I went to Lima and I stayed three months, I, I believe. And yeah, between social project with my clients, a few clients that I had and the writing thing, I was, I was playing with all those cards at the same time. So you were make, sorry, you were getting a little bit of money from ISEC for doing the social No, project? I was not getting money, but I was uh, getting, um, you know... Free accommodation. Free accommodation, yeah. Okay, just free accommodation and free food. You know, okay, yeah, that's, very, so it was, that's valuable. Yeah, it was, it was better because I needed... I, I was not in a rush to make money, mm -hmm. so it was cool. I remember I was going to Starbucks because there was no co-workings at that time. I was, was talking about six years, kind of. So, um, yeah, everything's changed now. There's many co-workings. It's so easy now. Yeah, it's so easy. Wi-Fi really is great around the world for the most part. That's what I say, people. Uh, it's so easy. It was, it, also, when I created my first website, it was like before WordPress, Squarespace, whatever we have. <laughs> I learned like pure code. That was a lot of work. And that, that had to be such an advantage. Yeah. Because, you know, you probably looked better than people who didn't even know how to get hosting and... Yeah, now, now just click on the, on the bottom and boom, you have a website. You have no excuse, listeners. You can yeah, do this. Yeah, that's, that's what I say everyone. Like, now it's so easy, you know? Yeah. To start and try. And you can also, let's crew something up and 
keep keep trying. This, this is a cool thing. Now there's so many different groups you can join to yeah. start that this kind of traveling lifestyle. Yeah. Or so it was it was Peru, and then um, if I remember well, uh, well yeah, Montreal, Montreal. I went because uh, I met someone in Peru, mm-hmm. and she was from there. So I went to visit her and like uh, for three months I think, and it was nice times, but nothing happened after we heard so I left back home I think well I went to Mexico City well I've been traveling a lot so it's hard right now to yeah six to, years you've been yeah. saying um, uh, as I said to everyone well we haven't talked but I have a YouTube channel but I said to everyone that uh, I make videos because I always forget oh, <laughs> what I do <laughs> but that's a great reason right yeah. right so mm-hmm. I just check my videos oh I did that you know I do think listeners that it's great to keep a diary write in a journal make youtube videos do something to remember these yeah, trips that you take or so instead of a diary i just make youtube videos okay <laughs> and is it is it it's also sergio sala on yeah, youtube as well yeah just okay. if you just google my name sergio sala s-a-l-a yeah, you'll find everything about me okay <laughs> it's cool well, I want to ask you a question that I don't often ask on here, but for you, I think it'd be interesting. To, when you like, so where's the best place you've traveled in Mexico? Ooh. Where's uh, your favorite place? I always get asked uh, the question of where's your favorite place, but in Mexico. Yeah, in your different. home country. That's yeah. What I like to ask. Um, man, there's many. Well, I just did the Selena Nomas road trip. I'm not trying to plug that in, but <laughs> and Selena, by the way, is a chain of hotels that is expanding around the world, and they they combine like often co-working spaces and yeah. wellness. It's hard to explain. It's a nomadic ecosystem that has hotel hostels and co-workings all in one, and it's the bridge between locals and foreigners. Mm-hmm. I'm, tra- I'm trying to explain it better because it's hard. It's hard to say. <laughs> and it's S E L I N A. If you want to look that up. So they're expanding everywhere. They're gonna go in the states very soon. They have a headquarters in New York. Um, going through all all around the world, and they're very. Well, I'm trying to partner up with them. <laughs> we're, we're in this. Uh, talks right now that we're, we're here in Playa because as I'm an architect this is my past so it's pretty cool they're spending everywhere and I, I believe that what they're doing is kind of like what I wanted to do if I had money because they have a mm-hmm. lot of money right now to mm-hmm. do to do that so that's why I'm trying to either be a brand ambassador we'll see we'll see yeah. later when when everyone listens to this maybe <laughs> I'll be something Selena. Yeah. But, yeah. So you were on a Selena road trip. Yeah. They, they, you had okay. been selected. So there was, they, have, they have this road trip to show them, to show everyone their locations. They did one in Costa Rica, I think, and one in Panama. And I, now they, they made this Mexican version. And it was perfect for me because first I knew about Johnny FD's Nomad Summit. So I applied, got accepted. And then their road trip like ended up in the Nomad Summit. So it was perfect for me, you know. So I applied. Got accepted, and uh, yeah, it was it was cool. So we did all these locations that they have Selena's in. You know, we have Puerto Escondido, Oaxaca, Mexico City, Tulum, two in Cancun, and now in Playa that we're here in the Selena. Uh, and so yeah, it, 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 I, I check all these places to see how well they're fitted for digital nomads. I'm making a proper video about the whole road trip. You can check it on YouTube. And once it's once it's live, once it's live, but answering your question, I like a lot of them. <laughs> I like a lot of these cities. I like Playa. I don't know. Like, mm, I love Mexico City. 
mm-hmm. because it's yeah it's a big chaotic city someone said it someone said it in the best way it's like it's the New York City but with tacos I agree <laughs> and I love tacos right, right? That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's a good way to say it um, I like Playa that we're here because Playa del Carmen Playa del Carmen <laughs> yeah for anyone looking it up <laughs> Because, uh, as I said, like that's when I realized I was a digital nomad. So yes, special, is my heart. And what, what, what? How we've seen so far, you know, all these events and meetups, and they're trying to do a lot of stuff for digital nomads here in Playa. So there's a lot going on here for anyone who yeah. wants to come and live for a while. Yeah. You have the beach, you have scuba diving, you have, you know, so many meetups. Like you said, it's. I also I also did a retreat, which I may make again. I don't, I'm not sure. It's called Beach Work Mexico. I did it in Sayulita, which is close to Puerto Vallarta. This Guadalajara. Okay. Wow. I, I don't know. That's Sayulita. Is that on the west coast? Yes. The Pacific side. I haven't told Mexico. you that, right? Yeah. I haven't, but I I know where Sayulita is. So. Well, yeah, I did a retreat. There were like ten people all all, all over the world came to, to for a week. I think week or ten days. And half of the day work everyone on the stuff, and the other one activities like uh, horse riding and surfing. And I just saying that because I like that. Like Sayulita is a nice place, and it's small town. You can stay like one month, two months. Well, people if they love beach, they can stay forever. But uh, it was also nice. There's you know Guadalajara too is a nice option. Also in inside. The, like close to Mexico City, we have Querétaro, San Miguel de Allende, Guanajuato, Puebla. All these places, I mean, they're still not that good for digital nomads. San Miguel de Allende for the yeah. has a huge population of expats, from what I've heard. What are expats? A little bit different. It's a little different, yeah. yeah. But there's a lot of activities, from what I yeah. heard here this week. So it's hard. It's hard to choose one. There's choose. a lot happening in Mexico. Yeah, I will say mainly, to make it shorter, between Mexico City and Playa right now. Okay. Playa del Cat. Very different places, but they both have such different benefits to them. Yeah, it's like the thing in, in, in Thailand, which uh, we also met in Chiang Mai, I remember. So I love Chiang Mai, but it doesn't have a beach. So <laughs> we go to Bali or the Thai Islands. Like the same. It's hard to find one place that has it all, right? Yeah, so I love Mexico City, but sometimes I want the beach, so I just come to Playa or something. Mexico City has much cooler weather as well, yeah. so if you don't want that crazy humidity all the time, exactly. it's nice to go there too. I prefer that weather than always hot. Yeah. Well, I am curious, um, and it, let's see, let's see what your answers might be for this. Are there any things that you pack uh, that you can't live without when you're traveling that I, I call them like unique items? Um, for example, I always pack a headlight. Um, if I stay in a hostel, it's nice to have it so I'm not bothering the other people in the room and I can look through my suitcase and I find it's hard to buy that on the road. I don't know where the shops would be. So I always pack that. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah. Do you have anything like <laughs> that? You've got a lot of gear because you're yeah. making videos. I'm looking at my backpack here because uh, we're here in Selena at my place. But, um... I mean, let's say my camera because it's a. It's you a have very, a nice camera. Yeah, you have a specialty nice, camera. Nice camera. It's a huge one. I mean, not that good. It's an EOS R for people who knows. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, with the microphone, everything, the tripods. There's what? What about a Nintendo Switch? <laughs> Which is like a, a Nintendo Switch. Yeah, I can oh, show okay. You. Wait, wait. <laughs> 
Okay, now why do you pack this Nintendo Switch? Why do you take it everywhere you go? <laughs> But it's so small. You, you, oh, yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, the the real, the listeners won't, won't see it, but it's very, very small. I have the Switch Lite, mm -hmm. so it's small and packable. And I have this thing that, I, yeah, it's so hard to, for, the, for the listeners, but it's called the Monkey Bar. It's a, it's a pocket monkey, so what it does, it's like the, it's to, to put it, you know, on a door or somewhere to hang it and do some pull-ups. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, he's getting out of his bag now. It's yeah. really small. Yeah, so um, I, I oh, these like grips. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's hard to. If anybody wants to search, just search for pocket monkey. Pocket monkey. M O N K I I. Yeah, yeah I've never seen this. This is interesting. Yeah, I just make the sound so you can hear them doing. Yes, these some, two bars. Yeah, there's two bars that it just goes so small, packable. Wow. So this is my two things that I have. This is not actually mandatory to have, but I love to have them. Right, and it's how, where in the world would you find these just yeah, traveling, no. you know, on the street and looking so for them? Yeah. The other one that I'm thinking about is the Aeropress. Do you have Aeropress? I have a V60 Ooh, that yeah, I travel V60. with. Yes. Is it plastic the, or not? It's plastic. Oh, I need to check that out. Yeah. Small? I had an Aeropress, but I didn't like... I tried. I, I think I just didn't use it the right way. Let's just say that. Okay, okay. Yeah, but... Well, I'm interested in that because I like good coffee. But it's... I mean, my back's already full, so... <laughs> I'm trying to decide. It is hard to find good coffee, like, every day, everywhere. So it's nice to have it, right? To make yeah. Yeah, yeah. it the way you want. So I so, have filters with me, like... Yeah? Yeah. Well, I have the stainless steel filter, so I don't have to, to change all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so that's that's the, the few things, and like I have a travel, like big design travel backpack, and everything is well set up. A big design uh, tech pouch. Oh wow, peak design! That does look very nice. I'm looking over at your backpack now. Wow. It's really nice. I'm, I'm gonna make a proper video about my whole setup. You also can watch it on my YouTube channel. Okay. Because I've been yeah, researching a lot and have everything well well think. I I only travel with one backpack, my one back, uh, and. And I never check in on, on when, I, when I travel. Mm -hmm. For these six years, I never checked in. All right, I'm going to ask the question that everybody's thinking. How do you handle not having that many clothes and wearing the same thing every day? <laughs> do you just stick with certain colors so it all kind of matches all the time? Or I get tired of wearing the same clothes. <laughs> Is it? I think, yeah, for, for women, it's, it's different. Uh, I'm still working on that. I, it's it, it's been changed like it's evolving my 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 travel suitcase because I have different ones I have ones called the Minal and then I have this one but I've been changing clothes too I had a there was when I was in in college I was buying a lot of like Zara uh, clothes you know trying to be trendy and all that stuff also Zara's are everywhere <laughs> so yeah I know so it's easy, easy to get it anywhere yeah um, but just recently when I came back to from the states, uh, bought some clothes. The one that I'm wearing right now, they also cannot be seen by the listeners. <laughs> but uh, it's a merino wool. Mm -hmm. So for people who doesn't know, it's a, it's it's a, it's a fabric from from an animal, right? From this wool and from New Zealand. And this animal, like he lives in in both uh, temperatures, either way too cold or either way too hot. So by like my 
natural processes it, it can stay either warm or also it can survive like very very hotness temperature and this is the cool thing about about the merino wool and but this is very recent for me i just bought it like a month ago and until testing i'm actually still checking how to clean because you shouldn't give it to the laundry service because usually they put like uh chloro how do you say like bleach the or bleach yes yeah. sorry. So i forgot yeah. forgot saying in english yeah they put some bleach and they can uh, damage the this kind of um, material so it's a delicate fabric but it's cool because you can use it for several days and nobody cares you know and it doesn't smell no. right it's, it's like you can't so. wear it for four days i can't <laughs> smell anything right now but <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a good tip for as long as you're, you know, not yeah. to tool. Everyone, be careful. <laughs> no, I, I'm working on that. That's why I'm very excited to show the the video about my my clothes. Is because I'm, I'm not only gonna show, I'm gonna explain why I have what I have, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I have the merino wool, and it's also like some like all these shirts. It's Outlier Company. It's a very famous one. I don't know exactly the materials, but you can like uh, take it, you know, to the pool. And it dries quickly, and uh, it it looks very nice. So it's, mm -hmm. This is another great thing about the clothes that I have, and the people know that I'm a minimalist. Well, I haven't said that right, but I'm a minimalist. But I'm not like the hippie. It's like a lot of people say, "Oh, you you're like you look classy, like, and but you're a minimalist, you know?" Yeah. yeah. And the general uh, conception about that is that you know that they're all usually hippies and wear like things that don't match or stuff like that you know so I, I try to have few things that looks looks nice mm -hmm. and my next step is actually having like a uniform that I've been thinking a lot how to have uh, a uniform this is also something I'm just testing so when I spoke on the Nomad Summit I think that's the my uniform I want to use the same all the time are you saying so is this kind of like a Steve Jobs idea yeah he always wore the black it was gray no no, it was black. How do you call this one? The color one? The, turtleneck? Know. Yeah, turtleneck. Yeah. Yes, it was yeah. turtleneck one. No, the gray one is Mark Zuckerberg. He always wore the gray. And then Barack Obama was wearing the same suit for, like, these three guys, for example. But you don't have to think, right? You just wake up and wear the same yeah, thing. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. It's pretty nice. Uh, so for me, I'm trying to do that now, like having my uniform, meaning that's the same thing. And it's, and it's good for me as a, you know, have a personal brand, so people... They, they they see me and, and they kind of like they see me live or on a, on a video or something and then if they see me in person it's, they, they want to see what they see on, on a video you know exactly so it's interesting to have that because yeah I don't have to think what, what should I wear mm -hmm. every day and I'm trying to look nice you know so may, maybe that's it I, I found I found everything that I want like it's brands that I'm talking to them maybe to get some partnership mm -hmm. and so it's like woolen prints, uh, woolen prints, which is the merino wool. Uh, my pants from Western Rise. I have like a bottom-down shirt that open. It's also uh, Western Rise and the shoes like Bebo Barefoot. Like everything is all really thinking about. It. Yeah. yeah, but if you want to pack well and have you know be be efficient with it all, you do have to think through everything. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I just thought of something. This is like a hack. If you're always wearing the same clothes, people won't know how many days you've been wearing the same that's clothes. Also, yeah, that's also true. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I love about this. Like, I'm using it maybe this time, like five days, I think. And it still smells nice. <laughs> All right. You, if you say so. I'm, not, I'm like still yeah. sitting a few feet away <laughs> no, from no, you. No, no. No. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, so I do want to become more of a packing minimalist. I'm sure everybody would like to carry less things when they take trips. Yeah. For a woman, it's different. It is, it is possible. There was this girl that I always recommend. I think her website is becomingwithless.com, I think. Mm -hmm. She did the project Treat Treat like, I've heard of that. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like 33 um, clothes for three months, something like that. I, I don't know exactly. But I'm saying it is possible also for, for, for women. And um, one tip that I also, not, not a tip, like if you don't want to use the same thing all the time, like just get something like one, one dress or something like that. You can always, one or two dresses. I mean, even for a woman, like they're so lightweight, the dresses. So you can, you can have a few, like yeah. it's easier for women. But it's also the cool thing that we, we, we haven't said about, for example, it's merino wool, like, it's so, so light. Mm -hmm. So I can carry a few. So I have this packing cube from Pig Design that it just fits all my clothes and it fits a lot of stuff. Oh, but packing cubes are such a must as yeah. you start traveling. Yeah. Even even if you don't travel much, like I really have appreciated having them. Yeah. Just Again, kidding. I will explain everything in my video, but I... I'm looking forward to this video. <laughs> I yeah. mean, you can watch my... They like, have all the, the packing cubes, everything organized. Everything is always in, in a cube. Right. That's the key. Well, I do want to touch on something. So you have said, you know, you have a blog, you have, you make videos, but before they were always in Spanish. Yeah. They were all in Spanish. But recently, you've decided to start producing content in English. And can you explain? Yeah. Why you decided? Well, to we do that? we have we didn't talk much about my life because it's a, it's a long version. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so. I started writing in Spanish uh, like since six, six years, and it's become. It was easier for me because I was one of the first ones, so I recognized easily. Got invited to many conferences, most in Spanish, but I've been a few in, in, in English. The Noma Cruz, like DNX in Lisbon, and then I got invited to DNX in Buenos Aires. So, this I was thinking about the English thing. For, for many, many years, because as I said in the beginning, everything that I read, everything I consumed was in English, you know? So, time passed by, still writing, writing, and I decided to, to do YouTube like last year. And this is also part of my story, just quickly, that there's a Mexican famous guy uh, who posted a video that I was with him in Playa del Carmen, in Chiang Mai, sorry, <laughs> Chiang Mai, Thailand. And he posted it, he has two million followers, like this video was seen for 100,000 views. And everyone asking me, hey, who's uh, Sergio, what, what, what is his channel? So I decided, okay, let's try. Let's try to do my, my, my YouTube video videos. I'm a creative and designer architect, so I think it suits me very well. Yeah, very visual. Yeah, very visual. <laughs> and yeah, I started it and I liked it. Like now I'm making videos. It feels weird that I'm YouTuber, but I'm, I am. But I still was thinking about English and like, when, when, when should I do it, you know? Now, like, I turned 30 last year. I was thinking about doing when I was 30. You know? Oh, yeah, milestones. Yeah, let's try to have the next decade of my life in English, you know? And no, but I kept, because I was just starting the YouTube channel, so it was better just to keep it on my own language and just testing the, the waters. And the Nomad Summit happened, I got accepted. It was gonna be in my country, that's Spanish-spoken country, but still, it was for English. So that's what I decided. Like, yeah, I'm gonna do it. And why I'm doing this uh, is because so we're talking about digital nomads. We're talking about people from all over the world, about being citizens of the world, and whether we like it or not, English. <laughs> <laughs> it's English. 
English yeah. is the way, you know. English is the it's the universal language. I mean, there's there was this idea of Esperanto, let's say, that, mm -hmm. but like an easy language for everyone to learn. It's, but it's not possible to explain everyone what it is and, and make them learn. By the time you hear of Esperanto, you're usually in your twenties. Yeah, or something already, and it's like yeah. Where so so, so English, it is like yeah, America. It's it's a huge part of why we speak English. Hollywood specifically and I don't mind because I don't I want one language for everyone to speak okay. you know something that I that I said when I announced to my audience is that um, you know Marvel these last movies the Infinity War and Endgame if anybody saw them like I think some people did <laughs> that's why they're the highest grossest film right now there's something that we we never thought about so Thanos the evil guy let's say the evil he's an alien right why does he speak English? You know? Because, like, so we all can understand. So imagine, like, yeah, like, imagine if this time talks whatever alien language he has, there will be no movie. <laughs> <laughs> there will be no, you know? I mean, it was made by English speaking like, production staff, so. But you, but you know what I'm trying to say? Yes, I know what you're trying to say. We don't, we don't yeah. think about it, but he has to, like, Thanos and all these aliens, they had to speak in English because there was. Language that we needed to share to make the movie happen, you know. Yes, yes. How can we all understand each other? So that that's what I said when I announced the the, the change to my audience. And I said that it, this is it. Like we, we we had to we had to do it, and there was mixes responses. Some saying, "Oh, it's sad that you're gonna change," but a lot of them say, "Yeah, I understand, and we're gonna we're gonna keep uh, supporting you." A few said that, "Yeah, learning English is the best the best thing to do." So I'm gonna add subtitles and subtitles, which is. I think that we do in Mexico, all the movies here, we watch them, if, if anybody wants to come to Mexico, uh, the, the, you, you, you can see the movies in English with the subtitles, it's a common thing here. Okay. So that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, I'm glad, because I don't want, you know, I, don't, I want more and more people from uh, all countries around the world yeah. to become digital nomads, I don't want them to get left behind yeah, because they didn't learn English, but, so, you know, we have to communicate globally yeah like so uh, I grew this newsletter for all these years these years more than 10,000 subscribers I'm not uh, forgetting them I'm still writing stuff for them just a newsletter and trying to teach them through coaching courses and stuff like that but I'm separating the brands mm -hmm. let's say like the more uh, worldwide option will be in English but I like this small group small <laughs> quote-unquote small group of people that I'm teaching them in Spanish how to so I'm still working with both audiences so I think it's a good thing to do and it's just now you know like it's like six years of writing one year of YouTube in Spanish and uh, this is my star of like the English content in YouTube and I'm excited so I have is it the same thing about challenges of being a digital nomad but I'm gonna share you know small movies about like how to live in Montreal the road trip through all the locations of Salina in Mexico but uh, focus on if they're suited enough for digital nomads, then do Bell Carmen. Then I'm gonna do Switzerland to Swisscape. It's a friend's co-living space in the Swiss Alps. Then Cape Town, then I'm going to Bangkok. I might go to the Nomad Fest in, in Bansko. Yeah. Uh, so I'm trying to go everywhere where the nomads are right now. And You're really trying to show what's possible yeah. um, for if you decide to go on this kind of lifestyle or maybe even just try it out like you visit the nomad fest in bulgaria even if you're not a full-time traveler you yeah can see what it's like and get ideas from people because i think that's part of this lifestyle is meeting 
people that have so many entrepreneurial ideas yeah. and, and not not only the cities I'm also I'm working on like explaining what is all these concepts of digital nomad minimalism and uh, uh, many, many ideas let's see if it works like, I'm yeah. just saying right now but this is definitely a movement. I, this is growing. People will be working more from only their computers, not going to physical mm. offices. So we may as well learn about the struggles and the yeah. you know highlights of the lifestyle now. You know. Yeah, uh, because it, it, it's a new movement, and we're not used to many things. Right. Especially freedom itself. Well, Psychologically as well, I've found I've had ups and downs with it. Yeah, what well. I said is like so. If you have a dog, and it's been in a leash all these years. Jesus released the leash, he, he wouldn't know what to do, you know? This, this is basically us. Yeah. <laughs> now we have all these options and we don't know what to do with that. So right. I'm trying to, to explain what it is, what are the options through those, those videos. And you've been doing it for six years. You've, had, you've learned a lot. I'm still learning. And, and never learning. where do you see yourself going forward? Do you want to continue this lifestyle and where would you like to go next? I mean, you just gave us some yeah. preview of where you're going, but... yeah. Do you see yourself doing this for several yeah, more years? Yeah, I see. I see myself doing this like maybe my whole life. Okay. Let's yeah, see. You let's love see. it. I mean, yeah. let's see. I mean, but not traveling all the time because digital nomad is not about only moving all the time. I feel like nomad has that meaning. Yeah. But I feel like people like to say location independent. That, if they, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Like, Maybe I'll become a location independent entrepreneur, which is a horrible term. That's a long term. <laughs> yeah. I gotta think of a way to say that. Uh, but yeah, that will be like my next step. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying that I will do this maybe my whole life because I want to be like, uh, I want to represent this lifestyle. And we're, we're just in baby steps, so let's see, let's see what happens. Yeah, and you do sound like someone who likes to experiment, push yourself into new areas like video, and we'll see what's coming next. Yeah. I, yeah, I will get older and maybe like settle more, but I will keep traveling just to see whatever happens in the world. But I don't know, maybe get a, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see what, what I'm saying is that I'm, I'm going to still post a lot about this content Good. and it help more people doing this because maybe, if, for example, if I keep working with Selena, they're expanding all, all over the world, like, so there's, like, there's still many things to do, you know? Yeah, this is just the beginning for Selena. This is just the beginning for yeah. me, for Selena, for the digital nomad world. Like so, let's say my my real dream goal is to have a world without borders. Yes. What I know is not really possible. It's a little bit utopic. Mm -hmm. But we have to start somewhere, and I feel this is this is the plan. Like we might our generation not see it when that happens but we had to start somewhere what we I really well, uh, yeah I would love the, to have an e more equalization like people be on more equal terms in terms of their passports mm, because yeah, if yeah, you're yeah. if you're born in a country like I'm going to throw it out there the, Democ the Democratic Republic of Congo let's well, say yeah. you know like there's there's so many more limitations on that passport and, yeah. and how much money you might have to pay to go to certain places or you know, um, Iran, like you've just got passports that kind of yeah. could be problematic in this moment. But everybody, I think, should have an equal chance to enter countries. Yeah, I guess that that's what we share as digital nomads. But it's not easy because it's a very complex world. And humans, we're complex yeah. in itself. So 
it will take time. It will take time for governments and population to understand that it's not possible to work anywhere. Mm-hmm. But as I said, it's it's good to start this, and let's see where it goes. Yeah. Do you have any advice for people that are trying to follow in your footsteps and become a digital nomad, or just start uh, traveling out on the road on uh, their own, like you did? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Like I, I think everyone will say the same. You just gotta start somewhere, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that is a very common response. <laughs> right? I, I knew, I knew. <laughs> because I've been meeting a lot of people, and yeah, it's the same advice all the time. But also saying, for example, you don't have to be an entrepreneur only. Like this is what, You don't have to be a travel blogger. You don't have to make personal branding as I do. You don't have to make YouTube videos. There are like remote work options that you can, you can do, find out. Uh, like whatever skill you have, just get hired by a company that lets you do it anywhere and start going somewhere close to your uh, where you are and see if you like it or not it's, there's no problem if you just just want to be a hermit just, everyone can do whatever they want if you want to be a digital nomad do it but don't do it because everyone's doing it mm-hmm. so it's something that you actually want to do but you gotta test like slow slow slowly and yeah get a job remote job and if you really want to do something by yourself do it meanwhile you have this income coming because if you want to do it when you don't have anything you usually doesn't go as we plan or there's there's a lot of pressure really frustrating yeah it can be very discouraging but um uh, yeah i agree like yeah don't don't quit your job and go to thailand or try to make your job (laughs) remote that you already have also yeah yeah ask ask your your boss if there's an option there's um i read a song where like pretend that you are sick for a week (laughs) And then do your work, and then go back to the boss and say, hey, I was sick, but I did my work on my home. You see, I can do it remote. I like that. That's, yeah. that's, a, good, that's a good idea. Yeah, and, um, and I think it's great what you said. You don't have to do, I think there is this idea you have to be an entrepreneur and have your own business or brand yeah. when you're doing this. But yeah, I don't. I mean, I like that's not my main thing. So. I, I like it, and I, and I want to inspire more to do so, but it's not the only way. Yeah, maybe you could do a video about that in the future as well. Like interview people that have, you know, they, they are just remote workers and they're not branded somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Many videos that I need to do. So anybody who reads it needs to subscribe to my YouTube channel. That's where I was going next. If we, uh, people want to find you, I know you've already said it a few times, but where could they go? Where should they go? Yeah, basically YouTube. Like Sergio Sala, S E R G I O. I will put it on the website. S A L A, and it's the same in Instagram. Like I have, okay. I have the proper handle in both. All it's right. Cool. Like, so YouTube, Instagram, and then your blog is Sergio Sala. Yeah, Sergio um, Sala. I mean, that's if you want to read it. I'm still working. So I'm separating the brands. So Sergio Sala right now, the the the, the domain, mm-hmm. which just holds like who am I and the resources maybe. Yeah. Okay, let, let's. <laughs> I'm still thinking a lot. A lot. Well, yeah, just Google my name. They'll find you. And everything. <laughs> you're going to see first my website, you're going to see my YouTube channel, my Instagram, like, I'm everywhere there. All right, well, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm glad we could finally do this. Yeah, yeah. It took us uh, several months, I, I think. Yeah, we uh, didn't say. Like, we did first meet back in November in Chiang Mai, Thailand. This November? This last year? Yeah, almost a year ago. It feels like it was more. Yeah, we met, we met at a co-working space, so we maybe never would have known each other if we hadn't gone to one of these places to work. And then, yeah, just well, kept that was, in touch. Yeah, the last piece of my advice is that try to find a community. Yes, is, community. Is, 
which is why I found like, how, how we found each other. Yeah, and then these these different things we've mentioned, like the Nomad Summit or conferences, like these are the ways you can meet up with people again and yeah. you know There's check so, in with so people. Many right now, so. Yeah, grow. It's growing and growing. Thank you. All right, thanks. Right. See you, Vicky. See you. Bye. I'm gonna go uh, watch your videos now on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> do it, do it. A huge thank you again to Sergio for sitting down with me during a very busy time when we had just finished the Nomad Summit in Cancun and had moved down to Playa del Carmen, Mexico. I'm really glad we could make time for this interview, and I'm really thankful for the tips and experiences that Sergio shared. There are a lot of things we didn't even mention related to events that you can join while traveling location independently, and you will be introduced to really incredible people if you're a part of these programs. And these include Wi-Fi Tribe, Remote Year, Nomad Cruise, Nomad Train, and there's even major co-working spaces around the world that have become famous where you are guaranteed to meet someone through the communities that have been set up there. So I've included links to all of these on the website, theschooloftravels.com, under Sergio's episode number 28. And please also look there for links to Sergio's blog, his YouTube channel, and his Instagram. He really does make amazing videos on YouTube, including my favorite, where he trains in Kung Fu with Shaolin monks in China. Check it out. Next week, I'm interviewing another location-independent couple with a very popular podcast of their own called The World Wanderers. Join me as I interview Ryan and Amanda from Mexico City just before the Day of the Dead festivities. This week's travel quote comes from Sergio himself. In our interview, I really liked when he said that being a digital nomad is about just having the option to be anywhere whenever you want. The word nomad can really be just being able to go to the next town over and stay for a week and then come back to your own home. And I think nomad can also just mean traveling around your own city. The point is that you have the freedom to travel where you want, when you want. This is really the freedom that being able to work in a place outside of an office is really all about. Thanks for listening to the School of Travels podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love for you to subscribe and leave us a rating wherever you get your podcasts. Special thanks to The Sam Chase for allowing us to use their song, In a Perfect World. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode, and remember to always let travel be your teacher. If you keep your options open, there are places you will go. They will treat you like the kings and queens your parents thought you'd be when you were born. You'd see it all with your head up standing tall. And you'd look back and think it's funny how you spent your time and money in this world. Living in this